Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. We're here to give you the inspiration, the motivation and to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Please subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Okay, so today we are minding our gaps. What gaps am I referring to? I'm referring to the gaps in our game. Now, there's two schools of thought, and it can get really confusing as to which is the best or the appropriate strategy. So the gaps in your game, the weak links in your skill set, in your ability, in your mindset, for example, and the two school of thought say, one, that you should strengthen the weakest links in the chain because your overall chain can only be as strong as its weakest link. So any personal limitation, any skills gap, etc., any gaps in your game, ultimately they weaken the whole chain. Now the other school of thought is play to your strengths. So which is correct? Which do we do? Do we play to our strengths? In other words, don't worry about our weaknesses. Don't try and strengthen our weaknesses. What we need to do is to double down and maximize and capitalize on our strengths. Well, the truth of the matter is, kind of both are appropriate given circumstances. However, I am a massive advocate, as you probably would have guessed, for personal development. And personal development is all about the gaps in your game. Also, when it comes to like business growth, business development, entrepreneurial development, for me, it's all about looking at the gaps in your game. So I'm a massive advocate of going into the gap looking at what's lacking, what's limited, what's missing, enhancing it or adding or removing, depending on what's needed to plug that gap, and then building an overall stronger structure. Whether that structure is your mindset, your resilience, whether it's your business acumen or your business as a whole. However, Obviously, I also advocate the idea that we should also maximize the use of the skills and our differentiators that we have, our abilities. So for me, it's really about a combination of two things. So first of all, you want to know what are your greatest assets, is what I call them, your greatest assets, your greatest strengths. You know, what is it that you've got that potentially your competitors don't have? For example, one of your greatest strengths might be work ethic. You might be prepared to just work longer and harder than anybody else. In fact, Will Smith has a great mindset, and his mindset is he's not the greatest actor. He's not the most talented guy out there. However, he has an unbelievable work ethic. He believes that he can create absolutely anything if he's just willing to work hard enough, and he supports that with an absolute mindset that nobody is going to outwork him. In fact, the metaphor he shares is a treadmill. And he said, if you're on a treadmill and I'm on a treadmill and we're running side by side, he said, at the end of the day, he said, I am going to beat you. I'm going to be the last person standing or I'm going to die. Right? And that mindset gives him his edge. So he's openly admitting that he's not the most talented. He's openly admitting he's not the greatest actor. But what he's saying is my work ethic is second to none 
and I will win by applying that work ethic, okay? So in that case, that's a real asset of him. That mindset is an asset, but also his ability to work that hard, to have that whole setup where, you know, I will literally die before I lose to you in terms of any goal that he's chasing or any outcome that he wants gives him a huge advantage over his competition. And it plugs some of the gaps that he has in his game that he openly admits as an actor and talent. Now, other people, for example, maybe they don't have that work ethic, okay? They might work hard, but they don't have that, I will die on this treadmill today or I will succeed. You know, they don't have that. And what they have is maybe unbelievable talent. And therefore what they do is they leverage that talent because what they have over Will Smith, for example, is not work ethic. He's going to beat them on work ethic all day long. So they'll compete with Will Smith on one of his weaknesses, which might be that he's not the most talented actor out there. So what they'll do is they'll compete by doubling down on their acting ability, doubling down on their ability to develop a character or to immerse themselves in a role that maybe Will Smith might not be able to compete with them on. Most business owners don't enjoy sales. Most aren't that great at sales. So if you're a great salesperson, I'm telling you now, that is a huge asset that you have. And of course, it makes sense to double down on that asset because you will absolutely leap ahead of your competition. However, let's say you're one of the other business owners where you don't enjoy sales. You're not particularly good at sales. Typically, those things go hand in hand, but away. We're good at the things that we enjoy and we enjoy the things that we're good at and vice versa. So let's say the other person, they're not very good at sales. They don't enjoy sales very much. And therefore, they have another skill set, which is to develop great products. So you could argue in that case that that person can develop their product. The other person is a better salesperson. And when they go out to the marketplace, they're competing, but they're not directly competing because the salesperson is going to beat the other guy all day long on sales. And the product of the other one might beat the sales guy all day long, assuming that he has a gap in his game in terms of the product or the quality of the product he's producing. However, for me, it would make so much sense to whilst the salesperson should double down on the sales and should capitalize on the advantage that he has, that he should also plug the gap in his game, which is, for example, maybe that his product isn't the best product in the marketplace or his product isn't really up to scratch or has some flaws and weaknesses in it. And those flaws and weaknesses, just like the weakest link in the chain, Whilst you can sell all day long, ultimately the business can only be as successful as the whole unit together, all of the all of the links and the, the, the links of that chain that come together to build your business. And if the weak link in your business is the quality of the product, then obviously it might not stop you being able to sell long-term success, however, it could bite you on the arse. So it would make sense to me that you go in and strengthen that link whilst doubling down and capitalizing on your strength, your asset, which is sales. The same with the person who's got the unbelievable product and great, you know, the product goes out there, um, the handful of people that do buy the product because they're not selling very well, um, not because the products aren't good, but because the salesperson isn't selling, the owner isn't selling. So the ones that do go out there, they get a good reputation, maybe they get a little bit of word of mouth, Maybe they do okay in business because they've got this amazing product and that's great. And maybe they can double down on that because they have the ability to continually develop even better products and to raise the quality even more. And there's loads of companies out there 
that are charging premium prices because they continually operate at the top of their industry in terms of the quality of their product. You know, think about the watches that you might be able to spend, you know, 20, 30, 40, maybe even 100,000 pounds for, you know, the Rolls Royce, for example, and, you know, the handbags that cost five grand and the shoes that cost 10 grand and what have you. These are companies that operate at the very highest level of, of quality and, that could be such an asset in one business that they continue to push that hard and they say, you know what? The competition just can't keep up with us. They just, they can't match our quality. So let's double down again. Let's go even even harder on the quality and separate ourselves even more from the competition. However, of course, whilst that might give them a competitive advantage when the products go head to head, the sales or the lack of sales or the inability to do sales or just the lack of enthusiasm for sales is obviously a massive weak link. And therefore, the products themselves are amazing and brilliant. However, they're just not selling that many of them. So the overall business is weakened by that weak link. So that's where I'm at with this, right? You've got to go in and say, right, what is it that I have that my competition doesn't have? What's the competitive advantage of me, my business, my product, but equally, what are the flaws, the weaknesses, the gaps in my game, the gaps in my personal game, my mindset, my attitude, my work ethic, maybe it's things like, you know, focus, discipline, planning, goal setting, accountability, maybe it's the ability to to not tinker with something, Maybe you're a natural meddler and it's like if I could just stop fiddling and meddling with my business or my product or my service or my marketing or whatever it might be, I could just go out there and push it harder. So it's really being honest and open and frank with yourself about your own limitations, your own gaps in your game. And it's also looking at your product and service and looking at maybe where the gaps are in that product and that service, but also looking at your business as a whole and just looking at where are the gaps? Where are the weaknesses? Where are the flaws? Where are the limiting factors that are stopping me and my business from being all we could be and achieving all we could achieve? Now, this obviously can be quite a scary notion because right from when we were at school, now I know some schools are better than others. I'm going to caveat this right now. And I know that schools are improving on this all the time. However, if your schooling was anything like my schooling, it didn't really pay off to own up to your mistakes. You were kind of trying to cover your ass most of the time. And actually, when I think back to my my time working in industry, you know, working for other people, like working for other businesses, I remember distinctly that a big part of what we used to do was cover our ass, right? Was to not own up to our weaknesses and our flaws. And even though you might come in and you might do your self-assessments and stuff like this every quarter, the truth of the matter is, even in my appraisals and that, you know, you're you're constantly kind of concealing your weaknesses and your flaws or your doubts or any any kind of gap in your mental game, for example, you know, if you're not feeling confident about yourself or about the product or what you're doing, you know, you tend to go into these meetings like, yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. I'm doing all right. And blah, blah, blah. And does that make sense? I remember in sales, you know, so much time was spent, not just by me, actually, but in the, when I was in the wrong company with the wrong, wrong sales environment and everything else, I remember spending so much time kind of hiding that I wasn't really making sales. And I always remember now thinking back, thinking, God, if I spent half the time 
actually doing sales that I was trying to cover up the fact that I wasn't doing sales, I probably would have made sales. And um, and I've and, and I've trained salespeople in the past, and uh, I've done some mindset work with sales teams and what have you. And I raise this story, and they always smirk and they smile because the truth of the matter is, in sales environments, you know, they're very competitive environments, and they're not normally the environment where people are encouraged to own up to their flaws or their weaknesses or their gaps in their game. It's a, maybe some ego, some bravado, maybe, you know, people smell weakness and they pounce on you, whether it's your fellow salespeople or the company or your sales director, what it might be. So I want you to imagine that, you know, you've been raised potentially for a school uh, culture where, you know, having gaps in your game was not a positive thing. Maybe your friendship groups, your peer groups, etc. maybe they were ones where nobody really admitted to their flaws and the gaps in their game. So it was all about covering up and bravado and false ego and stuff like that. Then you go into business, you go to corporate, you work for other people and, you know, you're covering your ass all the time or you're just, at the very least, even if you're not covering your ass, you're just protecting it by not being vulnerable by saying, you're struggling or whatever it might be. And then you become a business owner. And then you continue that negative trait because you don't want to own up to that gap to yourself because to own up to that gap to yourself might make you feel worse about who you are. It might breed doubt in you. It might even make make you fearful that you're not good enough, that you're not going to be able to do this thing. And therefore, it's possible that you conceal these gaps from yourself and you don't welcome the opportunity to have those gaps kind of mirrored to you, which maybe presents itself in defensive behavior. And before you know it, you're in this place where you're kind of just bumbling along, but kind of convincing yourself that you're doing the right things and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I have a little saying here, and it goes back to the days when I first started off uh, success groups, what, seven, seven and a half years ago now. And uh, we were often thought of, because we were heavily into mindset and personal development, um, and whilst we were for business owners, people really saw us that we were some kind of like support group or therapy group. And the truth of the matter is, we are absolutely a massive support group, just not in the way that people saw us. They thought that we were like, you know, come in and hug each other and that we were for broken people and weak people and vulnerable people. And of course, even if you are someone with gaps in their game, if you see an environment that is perceived either by others or by yourself as an environment that's for broken or weak or whatever, vulnerable people, then of course, why would you go in there even though it's built for you? Because of course, you feel bad about yourself for being in that environment or you feel bad about being seen as that type of person. The truth matter is we were never that kind of environment. Now, we've always been a place where we support entrepreneurs and we put our arms around entrepreneurs because entrepreneurism is hard. Being a business owner is hard. Being a small business owner, one-man band, or even running a, a small business, maybe even if you're doing million, two million, three, four million, it can be a really tough journey. In fact, it's always a really tough journey. And to have an environment that can support you and nurture you as part of the culture of that environment is really something we're proud of and also something that's very valuable. However, we were also that club where we're constantly pushing you and challenging you. And, you know, one of the things I do consistently through success groups and my masterminds is hold up a mirror. 
And I dare people to look into that mirror and I dare people to see their gaps, to see their flaws, to see, you know, inverted commas, the, the uglier side of their personality or, you know, the weaknesses and the flaws in their products or their services or in their personal performance. And it's really challenging. So, of course, we have to have this incredibly nurturing environment in order to make it safe to do this really deep dive challenge. And that's what we really pride ourselves on is getting that balance right. So I had a saying where I go out there, we say, you know, personal development, it's not for the weak. It's not for the broken. You know, it's not, it's not for the flawed. It's for the strong. It's for the brave. It's for the people who are strong enough to dare to look at themselves in the mirror and objectively see their gaps and their flaws. Now, I say objectively because if you can't see your gaps and your flaws objectively, then you either do defensive behavior because you refuse to see them or admit to them, or you go the other way, which is you literally beat yourself to death, right? And you hate on yourself and everything else because, you know, you're not looking at this objectively. You're seeing this one flaw in your game and you're making it deeply personal about who you are as an individual. And then maybe you end up completely getting down on yourself. Being able to objectively look at yourself and say, that's not good enough. That could be better. I could improve upon that. Takes real bravery and real courage. And it also takes a real strength to do it consistently. And when you look at my members, and yeah, you know, I have some quite mild business owners with small businesses. And then I have some really big energies in the room and some big characters that are doing multiple millions, but they all come together in this amazing harmoniousness, if that's the word, of support and nurture whilst being completely and utterly open and objective in viewing their own flaws, being open to their flaws being shown to them, taking on their gaps, taking on their weaknesses, and then daring to come up with strategies and plans to enhance them, to develop them, to strengthen them. So for me, the quick win is always in playing to your strength. That's the quick win. Someone comes to me, they're good at sales, their product is pretty good. I wouldn't say ever sell a crap product. I don't believe that at all. But the product is, is good enough. Their sales ability is amazing. You know, they want quick wins. Should they develop their product further or should they double down on their sales ability because that's their advantage? 100%, the quick win says double down on sales, okay? So double down on sales, the long project in the background, work on the gaps and the weaknesses, develop the product further. Let's say you've got someone who has amazing product, the product is incredible, the quality is brilliant, they get an amazing word of mouth. They come to me and say, right, I want a quick win. You say, okay, probably you need to play to that strength, right? So in other words, you push harder on the quality, get the word out there of how good the product is. I mean, we probably put a strategy in there around case studies and testimonials and some PR and all this sort of stuff. But fundamentally, you say, right, let's play to the strength of your product, which is you have the best quality product in the marketplace right now, or certainly at your price point. Long game in the background, we run the project of developing our sales ability, developing our sales confidence, becoming someone that comes out of the shadows and puts themselves out there into the marketplace. Does this make sense? As your business grows, 
increasingly you'll be able to pay for other skill sets and even other mindsets and attitudes to come into your business to plug some of your gaps. But the truth of the matter is the chances are, especially when you're in the earlier stages of your business, you can't buy your way into plugging those gaps. If I gave you infinite amounts of money, guess what you'd do? you say, right, I'm shit at sales. Guess what you'd do? Go and get yourself a salesperson, right? Go and buy the best salesperson you can. Here's an infinite amount of money. Someone said, I'm great at sales, but my product's a bit shit. Guess what you do? Here's infinite amounts of money. Go and do loads of development and enhance the greatest product you can. The truth of the matter is when you start off, you don't have that kind of capital. You don't have that kind of resource. Therefore, you are it. You know, you're it. You have to do all things. You have to be all things to all people. Double down on what you're good at, plug the gaps in your game, strengthen your position, then grow your business. You then have more money to reinvest in the gaps in your game. But guess what? You'll level up. And as you level up, there'll be new gaps in your game, new flaws, new weaknesses. Maybe it's operations. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's managing people, hiring people. Guess what you do initially? You don't have infinite funds, so you might not be able to just plug that gap with money. What do you do? You have to plug your own gaps. Double down on your strengths, plug your own gaps, grow your business, take the money, reinvest it back in, plug those gaps potentially. You get the gist of this, okay? So there you go. For me, it's absolutely about both of these strategies at the same time. Number one, you definitely want to play to your strengths, double down on your strengths, and that's where you're going to get your quick wins probably. Secondly, however, your business will only be as strong as its weakest link, and therefore, assuming you don't have the funds to throw infinite amounts of money at this to solve these gaps and to solve these problems, you need to solve it. You need to step up, so you're going to need to do the work on yourself or in your business as it's needed in order to plug those gaps so that you can get yourself and your business to the next level. Nice one, guys. Just a quick message to you. If you are a five-figure business, whether that's 30, 40, 50, or 60,000 pounds in revenue, and you want to know what it's going to take to get your business to 100K or more in the next 12 months or less, get yourself on the six-figure fast-track program. It's a webinar that's waiting for you right now, completely free of charge. It's a free resource that I've created for you to show you what you need to be focusing on in terms of your mindset, your business model, and your business methodology to take you and your business to 100k or more revenue in the next 12 months or less. If that sounds exciting to you, and of course, why wouldn't it? Get yourself over to biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. Biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. I'll drop the link into the description below. Get yourself on that fast track. Take yourself to the next level. Take your business to the next level. And I will see you later in the week. And until then, as always, be Leveling successful. up extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up.